in action is a term we hear often, especially this year in the senior high. Now, being a Unitarian Universalist youth whose personal journey often involves being very confused about what my religion means, this phrase puzzled me. My main question was, for us UUs, what faith is it exactly that is in action? The answer is obvious for a Christian who may go on a mission trip to spread Jesus' love. That's the faith part. Well, helping needy people. That's the action part. But the problem for UUs is that we try very hard not to proselytize or impose any beliefs on the people we're helping. We also honor so many different ideas that getting UUs to focus on one mission is often a bit like herding cats. So, in light of these issues, how do we do social justice as a religious community? I've come to realize that my answer to this puzzle is much less complicated than I expected. It boils down to a mantra I've heard over and over since childhood. We are the church of the open mind, loving heart, and helping hands. To me, faith in action means love and acceptance in action. Just as others spread Jesus' message, we spread a message of unity, understanding, and love. In our social justice work as a congregation, we not only use our helping hands, but our open minds and loving hearts to make others feel loved and teach them to be loving. Now, the theme of our service this morning is home. In our social justice work, we demonstrate the ingredients that make up home, whether we are building houses, hosting a dinner for people who have lost their community, or simply welcoming a new friend, we are spreading the message of home. This year, the senior high religious education class centered around the theme of social justice. We chose to focus our efforts on the issue of homelessness in the Twin Cities. Now, being the typical Unitarian Universalist that we are, we started our journey by asking some questions. What does social justice mean to us? How can we bring our faith into action? And as usual, these questions didn't have easy answers. We learned about the five approaches to social justice. We quickly realized that social justice is as complex and confusing as society itself, and it doesn't have just one meaning. The central social justice problem we focused on this year, homelessness, we chose because it is a problem that First Universalist has come to embrace as a whole through our efforts with Project Homelessness Connect, Habitat for Humanity, and Hats for the Homeless. This topic strikes a chord for us. Why? This caused me to think, why do we feel so passionately about the issue of homelessness? What does having a home really mean? What does having a home mean for me? First Universalist has been my spiritual home since I was about four years old. I feel at home in our youth room called the Arches on Sunday mornings, even though I usually sleepwalk my way to class at the ungodly hour of 11.15. Because I love the community here. 
For the last 13 years, I have been blessed with such a home. But part of growing up is starting to see the cracks in the walls of society and realizing that not everyone has been blessed with a place to feel safe, secure, and loved. Life isn't as simple as they make it out in children's books. In reality, the issues we struggle with don't disappear when we sing songs or smile at our neighbor. But luckily, while exploring these difficult societal questions, our class was blessed with our teachers and other adult guidance along the way. With our senior high advisors, we began researching approaches to social justice work, like helping out at Simpson Shelter, raising money, and planning what we would do with it. It's then we learned about the Curry Avenue Partnership. The Curry Avenue Partnership was developed last winter as a partnership between the downtown congregations to end homelessness, the Downtown Business Council, local nonprofit agencies, and Hennepin County government. Business and faith communities raised more than $350,000 in grants that was used to move 150 previously chronically homeless individuals, people that had been living on the streets and in shelters for between four to seven years, into permanent housing. These individuals were matched with caseworkers who continually support them in their transition from homelessness into permanent living. As our main effort of the year, we chose to collaborate with the Curry Avenue Partnership to host a dinner for these 150 grant recipients from around the Twin Cities. The event would serve as a pilot project, and we hope that if it went well, this type of event could become an annual part of First Universalist Homelessness Outreach Ministry. The reason for the dinner is this. Though the recipients of the grant are now in permanent housing situations around the Twin Cities, the reality is that many of them are isolated and alone. Living on the streets, though hard, uncomfortable, and dangerous, does not lack community. In face, those who live on the streets often develop close bonds with others who are struggling through the same experience. The caseworkers at Curry are worried that if these grant recipients don't form new connections in their new homes, they will return to the streets. They'll become homeless again, out of loneliness, out of a sense of a desperate need for belonging. In Jungian philosophy, the home often represents the self. The quest to find home is an archetypal human instinct. To be without a home is not only living on the streets, it is also a metaphysical condition of loss and hardship. Deny it or not, most of us face homelessness in one sense or another, and as untouchable as we may believe ourselves to be, homelessness can be closer than we may expect. The realization that homelessness is real and possible for every human being must help us to approach the issue with not pity, but compassion. I believe a home is not necessarily a house you grew up in or even a place you feel comfortable in. A home is a place where you can love and are loved. Home is about community. The irony here is that, as I previously said, there is community between those who are homeless. And when these previously homeless individuals moved into their new houses and apartments, 
that community was lost. In reality, the recipients now live in stable houses, yes, but in many ways, they are still experiencing homelessness. So last Saturday, the senior high class and our hardworking advisors spent the afternoon racing about chopping carrots, boiling pasta, and measuring out bowls of treats to prepare for a night we hoped would create an environment for the Curry Avenue folks to connect together. By the time five o'clock rolled around, we were ready for the evening of jazz, bingo, and delicious food that we had planned for so long. I realized when our guests arrived that this was just as much about us as it was for them. We enjoyed a warm meal and conversation together. The appreciation was obvious in the eyes of each individual. When one guest introduced a friend, saying, this is my friend from the shelter, well, I guess, I mean, this is my friend not from the shelter. With a burst of laughter, it was clear that we had succeeded in creating an environment where that community really, truly was found again. As we ate dinner together, I experienced the laughter and joy as we shared stories sparked by cheesy conversation starters like, where in the world would you most like to be right now? We all agreed that somewhere with white sand and palm trees would be pretty nice. It made it real to me, this simple dinner that we had put our hearts and souls into creating really did make a difference in the end. We created a community between ourselves and the grant recipients and the event was a total success and something we very much hope that the church will take up and continue. The cost of the dinner was about $3,000, and although we raised money all year from different fundraising events, we are depending on your contributions to the offering today to make an event like this possible to happen again. Your contributions today will go directly to fund the dinner we held last Saturday, and any extra we will collect to go into a special account that we can use to create future community-building experiences with Curry. This past year was difficult for many reasons, but what I've learned is this. Problems like homelessness seem insurmountable, but by offering compassion, whether it is in the form of a few bowls of pasta or a few good laughs together, or a few dollars put towards affordable housing, or a few supplies donated to a shelter, what counts is that we are trying. We are trying to end homelessness. In this case, 150 people at a time. We can't pretend to understand experiences we haven't had, but we can all relate to suffering and feeling lost because these are human feelings that people of all races, economic statuses, sexual orientations, genders, ages, and backgrounds share. Social justice is about growing up and taking responsibility as nothing else but as a fellow human being on this one wild earth of ours. In the end, I concluded, we work for social justice because as Unitarian Universalists, we believe in the inherent worth and dignity of every person. We believe everyone deserves love, everyone deserves community, and everyone deserves a home. Now we will give and receive the offering as I said, all proceeds will go towards this past and future community building events with Curry Avenue. Please dig deep, give generously. We can help end homelessness together.
raised by a great family here in St. Paul and grew up with a wonderful sense of home. A nice house, a good community, a loving family, but still I found myself searching for other homes as well. Different kinds of homes where the language and culture were unfamiliar. I think the reason was the satisfaction I got from being able to make connections with people so different from myself. This desire to learn about the world came the summer after seventh grade when I lived abroad for the first time. Through the youth cultural exchange program at this church, each youth in our delegation was given the opportunity to live with a Nicaraguan host family for two weeks. The emphasis of this program was making connections and forming relationships with the families. I ended up finding a second home there, to which I have returned every summer since. To me, there's a difference between staying in another country and having a home there. The difference lies in the relationships and connections you make. It's not about the place you're in or the food and shelter you receive or lack thereof. To me, it's about the people. Home implies family. Home is where the heart is. While this phrase is cliche, it is also true. Home is where our loved ones are, where our family is. Home is where the heart is. Last year, Kate, myself, and a few others had the opportunity to travel to a small village in northern Tanzania called the Sotowish. The people of the village knew nothing about who we were or where we came from. However, nearly 700 people showed up to welcome the 16 of us, introducing us to their home. We spent three days working on various service projects, but to me, the most important part was spending time with the people I worked with and getting to know them. We spent hours in the dusty fields under an impossibly hot sun playing hand games and soccer with the students of the village. 
We knew almost nothing of the language and a limited number of villagers knew any English, but somehow we became close friends in the short time we were there. When it was time to leave, the village, the village chairman announced that Basotowish was now our home and that we were to be its ambassadors. It was such a warm and welcome feeling knowing that people who three days previously had been complete strangers considered us a part of their community. Over those few days, I found a home away from home that I will have and cherish forever. Whether in Africa, Central America, or just across the street, having a home is about feeling loved by those around you. Our adventures abroad have brought us closer to families far away. We have embraced being a part of these global families and they have embraced us. These global homes have taught us about community and that it doesn't matter where you are, but that you have people who love you and will always consider you family. Please rise in body or spirit and join me in singing hymn number 1064, Blue Boat Home, found in the Blue Supplement, Singing the Journey. Most of us are familiar with The Wizard of Oz, a story of young Dorothy who runs away from home during a storm and ends up somewhere over the rainbow in the whimsical land of Oz with her little dog Toto. Dorothy is told that in order to return home, she'll have to see the wizard, or she'll have to see the wizard. To do so, she must follow the yellow brick road to the Emerald City. For protection, Glenda, the good witch of the North, arms Dorothy with a pair of ruby red slippers, the most prized possession in Oz. On her journey, she meets friends and enemies. Dorothy meets a scarecrow without a brain, a tin man without a heart, and a cowardly lion. Each new friend joins her on her way to the Emerald City to receive something from the wizard, a brain, a heart, courage, and a way back home. I could continue on with the story and include song and dance and tell you about the wicked witch and her flying monkeys. But what's important for you all to know is Dorothy's experience is that or what's important for you all to know about Dorothy's experience is that she had it all along all of her friends had what they were looking for the entire time they just had to realize it all Dorothy needed were the ruby red slippers placed on her feet upon her arrival in Oz After saying goodbye to the scarecrow, the tin man, and the lion, Dorothy clicks her heels together three times, says there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. For me, the Wizard of Oz is a piece of home. Every week when I was little, I'd go to my grandma's house and make her watch it with me. Since then, I've found many other things that mean home to me. For me, home is everything that's around me when I feel the most comfortable. Home is a grande non-fat white chocolate mocha with a half shot of caramel and a straw.
Home is falling asleep with my cat curled up next to me and then waking up to him licking my nose. Home is singing and dancing to Lady Gaga at a stoplight with my windows down and not even noticing the people in the car next to me laugh. It's the way I laugh when I'm with my friends. It's the way they don't judge me when I start to snort. Home is the way I feel when I'm around the things and people I love. It's when I don't care about what any outsider is thinking of me. It's the warm, fuzzy feeling I get when remembering a forgotten memory, or when something reminds me of a forgotten memory. Home is when I danced for my grandma, even without music. I could go on forever, telling everyone what home means to me. The perfume my mom wore when I was little. The stuffed polar bear I got when I was four. The red leather seats of my car. Pancakes done up kamikaze style at the Uptown Diner. The feeling I get when I buy a new pair of shoes. Or even just the summer breeze and sunshine on my cheeks. But the thing about home is that it's different for every person. It's the little things that we all take for granted for each day. Even the things that annoy us the most. What I didn't tell you is that after Simon licks my nose, I push him off and tell him to go away, knowing that by breakfast he'll forgive me and lay across whatever magazine I'm, tr I'm trying to read. Home is the things you can rely on, your friends, your family, your pets, and your Starbucks coffee. It's the things that no matter how much you want them to go away, come back exactly when you need them, and it's like they were never gone. Although I don't believe home is a physical place, there are places where I feel most at home. 1311 63rd Lane North, my house, with my two cats, my dog, my mom, and on the weekends, my Vicky. My bedroom, my chocolate milk, my socks, my sweaters, and my rain boots. California, the sun, the beaches, and the mountains, the Lomans, and the outdoor malls. 3400 DuPont Avenue South, this church, the arches, the sanctuary, the steps facing DuPont on a warm summer day, a place that I can go and tell people how I'm feeling, whether it is devastated or overwhelmed with happiness, a place that I can go and be in a room with 50 people I have never met or seen Look, at, look around at, their smile, at the smiles on their faces after we tell them they can take home a bag of spaghetti along with the bingo prizes they just won. Home can, be to, home can be a place, a feeling, people, or something silly like a grande latte. But whatever it is, it's different for each person. Although the same thing might be home for a group of people, Everyone loves different parts of it. My mom and I both consider our house to be our home, but I can assure you that Simon isn't on her list. I'll let you guys in on a little secret. Although Dorothy and Toto weren't in Kansas anymore, Dorothy found home in Oz. She was with people and munchkins that wanted her to succeed. Dorothy was home the entire time, not because it was all a dream, 
but because she found people she could rely on and sing and skip with. She found people to share her experiences with. She found a little piece of home on her journey. So wherever you go in life, Oz, California, or just to a new house, take a little piece of home with you. I'd like to thank the youth and people of this church for making me, my family, and my grandma feel at home when we need it at the most. This has been the toughest week of my life, and the embrace of First Universalist Church is what's gotten me through it. I truly feel at home being surrounded by all of you. I come from two homes, my mom's house and my dad's house. I come from many homes, my family, my friends, this congregation, Camp Unistar. These are the things that I have called home for my entire life. In the fall, I'm leaving for college. They call it leaving home. College is the next step in my life, and it's scary. It means entering the unknown, becoming an adult, learning and working and meeting new people all the time. In a few months' time, my college will become my new home, and I'm so excited and so terrified. College means leaving my parents' homes and finding my own. This search for home is not entirely new. I've been finding my home my entire life. As I have grown up, I have created a home inside myself, learned about myself, and become the person that I want to be. This is a part of growing up, a part of finding and understanding yourself, your home. I have created my home from the things I love in the world, from the things that give me hope, from the things that give me solace. Now it is time to take the next step, to move out of the homes that my parents have created for me and into my own. This is where the fear of college stems from, the fear of the unknown. Will I be able to find my home there? Will it be as good as what I have now? Will I lose the things that have made up the home of my childhood? What will I come home to? Despite the fear that comes with moving away from my home, I think I am truly ready. I want to make my own way in the world. I want to learn, I want to work, I want to do something important. I want to be around people who are passionate about the lives they are living. I think it is through this desire that I will find my home. I am of the belief that home comes from love and passion. I am prepared to build my home from the beauty that I encounter in the world around me wherever I may be. I believe that I can find this home for myself, and I believe that I won't need to sacrifice the home that I have known to do it. The love and passion and beauty that I will find throughout my life will always be a part of my home, and what I leave behind in my childhood will always have a place in my heart, a place in my home. Perhaps what I have now is not my entire home. Perhaps it is only the foundation. Perhaps home is not something static. Rather, it is something that is built continuously through all of life. What I leave behind when I go to college will always be the foundation of my home. But now, I'm ready to keep building. Home is not one place. Home is not a place at all. Beauty, love, passion, solace, family, 
friends. These things are all the building blocks of home. They take different forms in each of our lives. They intertwine and create something uniquely personal for each of us. These things grow and change in us as we move along our paths in life, but are never left behind. We take our homes with us wherever we go, whatever we do. Whenever we question the past, the future, whenever we are uncertain of our purpose, whenever we are terrified of what comes next, we can look for the places where these building blocks reside in our own lives. We can remember those we love, those who love us. We can look for the beauty and passion that surround each human life. It is when we see these things around us that we know we are home.
now for the closing words of this service.